Hello, everyone, and welcome to EFG, LFG, PST. My name is Steve Newtsman. I am your host, and this is a World of Warcraft podcast that is part of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast Network. This week, it's episode 18, and I am joined by my very good friend of far too long, Dana Brown. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. It is the eve of Nathria. Now, we call I it Nathria Eve. Nathria Eve? I don't know. I'm just being silly. Nathreve? I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works anymore. We are recording this Monday, Tuesday, after the the reset. The battle for server first begins. Yes. To see who's going to be one of them crazy people that will finish Nathria normal. That's very exciting. We are Our guild is not competing for that. We're going to start at our regular time. Or should I say, y'all going to start at your regular time. And because I will not be there, I have to record a podcast tomorrow night and I can't cancel it for that. <laughs> so, but we're going to talk a, a little bit this week about some of our dungeon experiences because both of us have level 60 characters. It feels yeah. weird to say that as an accomplishment. I know. Yeah, we both have 60 level 60 characters. <laughs> I have multiple. Level it brings characters. like a little bit of nostalgia though, because like, you know, back in the day, 60 was the cap. So. I remember. And yes, you are right. It, it's just super wild. And the two of us have spent a little bit of time in the Maw, and specifically in Torghast together. Yep. Because as we said, as we told you guys, we were going to be Torghast buddies, and that went well and badly. And we're going to tell you <laughs> all about that in yep. a minute. So before we go too much farther, I do want to talk briefly about our sponsors. Don't worry, we don't have ads, but our sponsor is the Engage Family Gaming Podcast Network. So. That's what we are a part of. Gage Family Gaming is a website I own. We uh, cover video games and board games for families to play together. I would encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast and you like listening to my voice for whatever reason, and you ever thought, maybe I'd like to hear this guy talk about other stuff, I would encourage you to going to engagefamilygaming.com slash podcast and, uh, or just looking for Engage Family Gaming on whatever podcast services you use, and you'll find my other show. So, yeah, that's it. I talk about all sorts of stuff. World of Warcraft is my passion project. It's not mm -hmm. the – and it is slowly becoming one of the bigger things we do. But I have other things. That's it. Now let's talk about it. So I have done all of the dungeons. In fact, yeah. I've done all the dungeons on Mythic difficulty also. Oh. Because I got dragged along. So yeah. um, you have done a few of them. So yep. let's start with you. What dungeons have you done Dana. So I've done uh, Sanguine Depths and Plague Falls, uh, both on normal difficulty, by the way, because my eye level is still on the struggle bus. And I healed for both of them. I, my friend was the tank, and we pugged the rest of everybody. And I tell you, thank God I was on normal, because I had pugs with death wishes, and as the healer, you're just like, really? <laughs> like, why you gotta do this? I didn't like Plague Falls, but again, it's like that Maldraxxus feel, so I'm not particularly, like, expecting to like Plague Falls, but the Sanguine Deaths was pretty cool. Alright, let me see. Which one was Sanguine Deaths? Sanguine Deaths. That was the one that looks like Castle Nathria. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm with you on that. I have, so, I'll talk about my experience in Plague Fall, because believe it or not, I've actually done that one more frequently than some of the others. And, man, as a paladin who has to cleanse people, 
<laughs> I really don't like places that are literally situated on top of poison. So it's just everybody's diseased and or poisoned the entire time. And it's just like, come on, people. Can we Yeah, and the frustrating thing for me is that I can't do that. I can't cleanse disease and poison as a shaman. Yeah, people just got to eat it. Uh, which I'm sure is extra fun when you have the shaman as a main healer. Yep. Uh, so, so play. What, what's where we're at right now is it feels like every dungeon is affiliated with one of the covenants, or at least affiliated with one of the covenants themes. So, Plaguefall is definitely kind of Maldraxian. That's not really how you say it, but it is undead and spiders and poison everywhere and the bosses are all like those plague doctor mobs that you find throughout the the various areas in Maldraxxus. It's I mean it's cool. I mean if you like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is the thing that I like about it and I think that I like about a lot of these dungeons is that you can mount up. Yes. So runbacks aren't that painful. Because they're and, quote unquote outside. Yeah, right? Like I mean if you gotta look for an upside, you may as well. The the specifically what's really interesting about Plaguefall is the last boss, who is a uh, like a goo person. Yeah. Know. And so what she'll do is she'll go underground in this like big tentacle look, you know, in this big like puddle, and these tentacles will spit up, and you have to learn from the pattern. You have to memorize the pattern of the way the tentacles swirl, and depending on the pattern of how they swirl, that determines when they are going to come down and where. And you obviously can't be close to them because it, it will kill you. Even on normal, if you get hit by the splash from one of those tentacles, it mm -hmm. will kill you. It's nuts. And I am sensitive to what some of these dungeons will be like on mythic difficulty, like higher keys. And mm -hmm. I am terrified of it <laughs> because one wrong move on those freaking tentacles and you are toast. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting little experiment. What did you think about the boss that like hopped from platform to platform? So that boss, like, especially cause he's like the mad scientist -y guy reminds me of the plague doctor guy in ICC. Because he he hopped around the room a bunch too, so that's just it. Just felt like a dumbed down version of that. The interesting part of that one that I learned in real time was that you have to kill an ad when he jumps. Yep. And yeah, that was fun, especially uh, doing most of the DPS as the healer. <laughs> yeah, that was trouble. Uh, we, I was playing with some of my uh, college friends, and who I've recently pulled into the guild and they did a, so we, we did a dungeon where we brought, it was me and it was a demon hunter tanking and we brought, and she, uh, one of my other friends plays a hunter and we pugged DPS and got two more hunters. Oh geez. And that by itself, like is kind of a, a nothing burger, right? Like who cares? But it was challenging because I, I, you know, because you're not on when you're pugging, it's like you're not on voice, and we couldn't figure out how to explain to people that you had to like make your pets not growl and steal aggro and various other shenanigans. It was tough. 
And we kept dying in like really weird places. And part of it was because the DPS was just all over the place with what they were intending to do and, you know, who was, who they were supposed to attack and stuff like that it was really, I mean, it, pug problems, right? It's just what, right. what happens when you can't communicate, but this in particular, we struggled a bunch on the, uh, on the, the, the platform jumpy guy, just because the, you know, if we didn't do a, the, the first time, you know, if you don't do it perfectly, I mean, he punishes you for it and, oh, yeah. you know, you have to deal with those ads and they did not deal with those ads. Everybody immediately split off and attacked a different thing. Oh, no. And it was just a hot mess. Yeah, <laughs> very, that was a little bit like mess. us in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're just like, oh, come on, guys. Let's just, <laughs> let's just do our work and, and call it a day. You know, get it done. And it, it took two or three attempts to get him down for us to figure out, like, hey, when the thing comes out, I eventually just had to say to my friend who was playing a hunter, like, look, this is a hot mess. Why don't you just not even bother, like barely lightly DPS the boss. And your job is only to deal with, just save all your cooldowns and everything to deal with the ad. And even that barely worked because her eye level was very low because she was leveling. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was a learning experience for us. And, you know, it didn't hurt that I'm, you know, a pretty well-geared healer. It doesn't hurt that paladins are really good right now. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're getting we're we're cruising towards a nerf because <laughs> um because man, like the divine toll is really good. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's bordering on too good. So I feel like a nerf is on the way. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm just being pessimistic, but I just don't believe that video game companies are going to let me be this happy for a very long time. You know, (laughs) that's fair. It's just, you know, when in doubt, don't make assumptions. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling safe. Yeah. But the funniest part for me is that the, the pugs that I played with that had death wishes were paladins. They were just eating everything in sight. And I think he only, only laid on hands one time to like fix himself because I couldn't. I mean, it's on a decently long cooldown, so it's not like you can. Oh no, all... I know, but like it was uh ninety percent of the way through the the dungeon. Yeah, that was rough. That yeah. was rough. That's rough. So, so that's Plague Fall. The mm-hmm. other like quote unquote leveling dungeons. So, meaning the dungeons that you can play before you are level sixty. Are Necrotic Wake, which is basically just a war zone between Maldraxxus and uh, the Kyrian. Let me tell you, I don't want to spoil everything. We're going to talk about spoilers for the story in a little bit, but I don't want, you know, I don't want to go nuts. We're talking about just the dungeons yet. So it takes place at a part in the story and kind of it's a thing and it's just a, it's a war zone between these two factions, these two covenants. And so it's really dark. I think I felt, I felt like it was very dark. Mm-hmm. And so it really gave me Naxxramas vibes, okay. which is really cool. I, I definitely dig that it's in Bastion. So, oh, okay. um, so that's a thing. 
the next is Mists of Tiranaseeth. Now, Mists of Tiranaseeth is a it's an Ardenweald dungeon. Okay. And uh, it has a maze in it that's kind of like the Lost Woods from The Legend Jeez. of Zelda. Okay. Which the first time I I think I just need to do it with smart people <laughs> because um if I were left responsible for it, I think we would just immediately lose. Yeah, because... well, there there are weak auras for it because I was pulling some weak auras in for raid tomorrow, and I was like, oh, let me see if there's any dungeon ones, and there is one for the maze for Tennessee. So, oh, know that. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I'm well, excited about that. So there is, so there's a maze. You got to make sure that you. It gives you like a wall of um, mist. In order to get through it, you have to like walk through the right doorway. And if you fail to walk through the right doorway, you have to start at the beginning of the maze. I would imagine that that would be very annoying in Mythic Plus. So oh, yeah. it's definitely a mechanic that I need to practice, get used to, or use a weak aura. Because, man, I, I'm just already – I was falling apart yesterday – we, uh, <laughs> I went through Miss with, uh, with my friends and we had a pug who was like really being mouthy because yeah. we kept making mistakes. And then eventually, and you'll appreciate this, we got to a point in the maze where you, uh, where it appeared like the solution was in front of a wall. Okay. And so, and really what it was, was it was just one of the, there's like these logs, right? And. If you stand next to the log, it puts a picture up. And so you have to go to the one that doesn't match. Got it. And, uh, you know, it'll have a couple of different pictures. It's kind of like Spot It, really. You're, you played Spot, Spot yeah, It. Yeah, I have. Mm -hmm. It's like that, only a very simplified version. You're trying to find the one that doesn't match in one way or the other. Okay. Right? And so one of the pillars, which was obviously not going to be a potential solution because it was up against a wall – looked like it could have been if you did if you just went too fast and so he's like oh it's this one and ran forward and like hit the wall <laughs> and later on my friend unintentionally disengaged off the the map oh geez. <laughs> now, admittedly i could have said you know smh shake my head and it would have been different because i'm you know her friend and right. I also did not walk into a wall, but this guy then proceeds to talk all sorts of trash. No, no. And like, it took me a few seconds to like realize what was going on. Yeah. That he was like talking. And I, and I said in chat, and you're talking a lot of mess for a guy who walked into a wall on a puzzle. <laughs> Maybe we should just relax and play the video game. And you know what he did? He shut okay. up. Oh, I was just saying, I thought he would quit. No, nope, he didn't quit. He didn't quit. It was, he, uh, but it was hilarious because he, uh, he just didn't, uh, he, he did not say another word for the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the dungeon. Admittedly, it was not very long. Yeah. But still, I, uh, I appreciated that I, that I shut him down because it was like, come on. She's just leveling. Right. And also, my lord, we were we were stuck on that freaking room for I think it might have been like eight nine attempts trying to get through that thing. Oh, it was really no. I was feeling real stupid. Yeah. 
So well, maybe the week or will definitely help that then. I think it'll so give too. you like a memory of what's what in yeah. that room. Yeah, when I LARP, I fall asleep on puzzle adventures. <laughs> oh, like, man, those are like my favorite in D&D. I would totally let you do it. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even ask a question. I'd be like, "Oh, you would like to do the puzzles?" Yeah. And, puzzle, puzzle. Dana. <laughs> um I I have I have absolutely on late night puzzle adventures taken a nap. And it <laughs> makes me so happy. So so that is the Miss of Tennessee. The one of the last bosses, not the final boss. I wish she was actually the final boss cuz I think it would be more entertaining. But the second to last boss, that she actually plays dodgeball with you where an arrow will come out like underneath where she is and it's a template for targeting like a literal ball that she throws. And if you get hit by it, it stuns you for like what feels like two hours. <laughs> and on normal, like she only throws seconds. out. Yeah, on normal, she only throws out one. I think it's probably like 10 seconds, but it feels like an hour. Okay. When I played it. So on normal, it only does one ball. Okay. On mythic, she throws out like six. Jeez. And so you really got to like pay attention. Now, admittedly, it's a giant blue arrow that comes out of her feet. So it's not really that it's not impossible to see it, but it was still it was it was a lot. It was mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, later she does the matching game kind of like the the maze, only she creates copies of herself. So it's kind of like who's that crazy boss in Nihilotha that puts out copies of themselves and you got to look and see which one's the wrong one. Oh, uh, Skitra. Yeah, that one. It's like Skitra, only, you know, it's uh, like a fairy creature. So, and the other thing she'll do is she'll play tag, which is literally she just chases you and you have to get out of the way. No, and so it's super cute. terrifying on higher keys. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the worst. It's going to be the worst. Uh, the good news is most of the people that she chases, I think, can just shoot her. Okay, <laughs> so it's less of an issue. Uh, then lastly, the, let's see here, what's the, the last oh, of okay. the... Leveling Dungeons is Halls of Atonement, which is located in Revendreth. So there's a leveling dungeon in each zone, and then there's a level 60 max level dungeon. So Halls of Atonement is essentially, it was where you would, where the, like, the bad guys that were in Revendreth would get sent to atone. But you don't do that anymore because now, plot, and we'll talk about that later, but there's not a lot of that going on as you find out. And uh, so the Halls of Atonement is kind of this cool, like dark dungeon. It really feels like a dungeon. It feels like I'm kind of like in this place that's lost and I shouldn't be there, which I, I really actually dig. It's probably one of my favorite dungeons so far. Cause it feels like a true dungeon crawl, which I love those. And so next is, you know, the, the four, Max level dungeons, one of them is the other side. Now, I'm going to say this much. If you care about lore and story, you must play the other side. Or at the very least, you need to like read up on what happens during it. Because the other side is like the story dungeon. Okay. So it is super important because it kind of connects Battle for Azeroth and you know, explains what's going on with Sylvanas and it, it explains all sorts of stuff and it's crazy cool how it all connects everything. I'll admit, I thought I, 
I thought I had an idea. Uh, but this just kind of explained and added context to a lot of cool stuff. So I think the other side is super cool. It's in Ardenwald, and it's just this really neat dungeon where you're just kind of the last boss feels like a raid encounter. No joke. Hmm. Like he does the attacking areas as opposed to people thing. Okay. And you, in order to avoid it, you really have to move around like you're a five person raid. And I really dug that. So if you aren't going to raid and you miss that run the other side. And then there's uh, sanguine depths, which we kind of talked about in the beginning. This is a prison. That's yeah. It. Sanguine depths. It's a prison, and there's some wacky stuff in there. It's, but it's very cool. Yeah, it is. Um, Spires is Ascension. You just, it's literally right next to the Elysian Hold, so it's kind of neat that you could just get there if you just hopped off and Goblin, goblin glided to it. Uh, this has a little bit of story in it because it kind of helps explain something, some stuff that's going on for the Kirin and the Bastion. But mechanically, it's kind of neat. You're, you know, moving from platform to platform. Uh, which are and some of the platforms are big enough that they have like full hallways fighting forsworn, which are the bad angels. And it looks it's real cool. It's real cool. Um, I'm excited to do some of these. Yeah, dude. And the lastly is Theater of Pain. Now, Theater of Pain, I really love. So basically, it's underneath the quest spot, which is in the center of Maltraxis. And so in the in the dungeon you actually run into the middle of it and fight some guys and then they lower you down below it and then you do what's neat is you do it in any order so there's five bosses you got to do them in any order that you want you just pick a direction and when you kill the guy the rune lights up in the center and so you got to get all the runes to light up and all of them are kind of different and the uh they all you know one of them is a group of three guys and, uh, you know, they all are mechanically very different and they're very fun to fight. The, uh, there's a guy that's got meat hooks that fly from one room to the other. Obviously oh. he's, uh, one of the big rot gut guys. What do they call those? The abominations. Yeah. So he's big abomination. He's got meat hooks that fly from one screen to the side of the screen to the other. And one side will be, you know, it'll be like this sheet, this whole lineup of, meat hooks only one of them there'll be like three that are like step that are be there'll be like a step behind mm-hmm. so you have to find the hole but you can't just stand in the hole you kind of got to like weave your way around them and that's Jeez. one of those things that it took me a couple of att- the good news is at least on normal it doesn't kill you it will Fair. absolutely murder you in mythic but oh, I'm, sure. The, I'm sure i'm sure it will i don't know but i'm sure it will but once i got used to moving it it felt so cool to be like, oh, okay, I'm weaving and bobbing out of these things. Absolutely loved it. So that was really cool. Um, this is just – the final boss is absolute insanity. Just absolute insanity. I don't know how anybody beats it. In Theater of Pain? Uh, uh, in Theater of Pain. The final boss in Theater of Pain, at least on Mythic Difficulty, is nuts. Absolutely nuts because there's just so much going on. We started – the tank tried to explain to me what was going on. I I heard everything and thought I knew what was going on. I was dead 30 seconds into the fight. Oh, no. And they won without me, so I didn't get another try. But it was, thank goodness for paladin tanks. Yeah. But, but it was absolutely maddening. Just watching everybody kind of like figure out the mechanics and all the things that are popping up. 
very cool. But theater pain, man. I know you don't like the gross stuff, but yeah. theater of pain is just like the angry warlike stuff with none of like the gross things. I think. Okay. I thought it was like this is what Maldraxxus be about, not the nasties. I loved okay. it. So these are the eight dungeons. Ah. Mythic Plus is available tomorrow also. So mm -hmm. I will report back uh, once I've had an opportunity to do some of those. I'm not looking forward to some of the affixes because it's going to be hot mess. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a mess. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. The The seasonal affix you don't get until 10, I think. Okay. So I won't have to deal with that for a while, I don't think. At least I hope not. Because the seasonal affix basically has a mini boss show up at some point. Okay. So I'm guessing that it could show up while you are fighting another boss. Oh. But I'm not really sure. That's true. We're going to have to find out. Yeah, it's like a weird like blood demon thing. I don't know. It's a mess. Okay. It looks like it uses the same model as the gold golem thing in uh, Adel Dozor or whatever. Oh, Atal Dazar? No, the bat no, the battle for Dazara War. The battle for Dazara War. Oh, so, oh, oh, the raid. Okay. Got yeah, it. Raid. Yes. Dazara. That's why he uses the gold model for that. I don't know. They all sound all them rogue places or all them troll places sound alike to me. <laughs> Same. Um, okay. So those are the eight dungeons. Everybody, I, you know, if I were to choose my absolute favorite so far based on running them a handful, you know, I really like Halls of, Hall of Atonement. I think that is, you know, it feels like a real dungeon. Some of the other places, I mean, I don't mind open air. There's a lot of them where you can mount, which is really cool. But I really dug the Halls of Atonement. It's just, it feels cool. I don't know. I don't know how to really describe it. The, <laughs> so what about you? Of the two that you have played, which did you like the best? Um, I definitely liked Sanguine Depths a lot better than Plague Falls. I liked the storyline of it, of it being, you know, a prison and, you know, the, the Revendreth feel and the, like, gargoyle castle Transylvania feel of it. Because it feels like a lower level of Castle Naftria that we're going to go to tomorrow, which yeah. I kind of appreciate. So that was my favorite book. For the two. I will, when we come back after our, our break, I will definitely give my thoughts of what my, my favorite is of all of them once I finally do them all. Yeah, the, uh, I guess that's a good time, good opportunity for a programming note. Everybody that's listening, I should have mentioned that at the top of the hour. So this will be our last podcast for 2020, thankfully. And I am ever grateful that 2020 is deciding to leave. Seriously? So uh, we as part of you know we're a part of the engaged family gaming podcast network that website takes the end of the year off so we have some content coming up you know this week be it a podcast and our live facebook show and after that we done until the week after new year's this is an opportunity for all of us to recharge this is an opportunity for dana and i to experience more pieces of content to talk about here and also to arrange some guests, because my guess is those of you listening would love to hear from other voices than ours. And so Aww. I'm just saying people I mean, like to mix it up. That's fair. People like to mix it up. Um, so we're going to get some other people in here, maybe some guildmates who can tell funny stories about us or, uh, you know, their their origin stories and what the game means to them. And also some people from outside of LOGI, because 
there is there are more there's more to this World of Warcraft than our little guild. So this is true. So um let's so we also did this little thing called Torgas together several times. Yeah. That was that was an experience. So we did it last week and it was fine. It, we mm-hmm. needed to get some help, but we managed. Yeah. And then this week I made the mistake of making you go with my hunter, which was a mistake. We're not going to do that again. I'm going to let you go with my best with my best foot forward, okay. which is my paladin. And then we can just be real dumb because nobody can out damage our healing, I don't think. And last night you had a little bit of a vertigo problem. Yeah, I I struggled. I don't even know why. Like, I I guess I was just tired. But the stupid chains. Okay, so there's a level in Torghast of the upper side. Is that what we were doing? Upper, is it the upper reaches? Upper, yeah, upper reaches. It is the, not the easy side, the harder side yeah. of Torghast. Um, we cleared out the lower level or the lower floor area fine. Um, and then we went to the upper side. And I like there's a level in there where you have to... Um, run up a chain and the chain it's not just like okay balance on this balance beam it's balance on this wide plank with a perpendicular plank in the middle that you can accidentally run over and i kept running no matter how i tried to angle myself or straight run or whatever i was never at the right angle i always ran up it and then i got yeeted off into oblivion over and over again and it was pitiful and i frustrated the crap out of myself and i was just like okay i'm tapping out after like six deaths of this stupid thing (laughs) yeah i could i so we you only have so many lives when you're two people i think you get six yeah and you fell once and i was like no big deal we got this because i saw you walking up the chain i was walking behind you yeah and you just kind of fell and i was like well you just got yeeted off the earth Yep. so we'll do this again no big deal and then it happened again. And then it happened to me, too. And then we managed to get to the top of the chain. And they were like, there must have been 100, 700 mobs. And so we got killed. And I was like, okay, we got two deaths left. Let's just get to the top, see what we can do. Because the door was right there. Right. I honestly think, had we just run, we could have made it through. Will it let um, you go through? I don't know. It was worth a shot. I was going to try, truthfully. Okay. I have pets. I was just going to let my pets go and just be like, <laughs> we just run up. Let me bye. get through. <laughs> um, turtle aspect of the cheetah. I don't know. I was going to try it to see if we can get through. Cause you know, what if we lose a power? At least we'll get off that crazy place. But then while you were coming back up, I was looking back because I was high enough that I could actually see where you were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I just, I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. I just saw you. <laughs> Just fell. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, nope, I'm done. And I was like, oh. Yeah. No, because I was just like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, man. I went so... up and then I turned to the next one and I just like, I hooked up the like bump in the chain yep. link and just like overcorrected and just fell to my death. <laughs> and I was watching the whole thing. So I was trying to pay attention to it. And because, you know, I wanted to see you kind of where you were and just <laughs> there was just like this little bit of delay in your <laughs> response. So 
NFL. <laughs> and then, like, a second after you fell, you were like, nope, I'm done. And I was like, all right, <laughs> never mind. So I, so I hearthed and got out of there. It, it, realistically, here's my thing. I absolutely love Torghast. It is so fun. There are, some, there are some stressful parts. And I think the part that was harder for you is that we just aren't super well geared. You know, yeah. our, my hunter and you. But that's obviously going to fix itself because you raid. So you're going to get raid quality gear. Yep. And you're just going to make a bigger jump. Because yeah. you're going to start picking up, you know, I level 200 stuff in Nathria. And I'm going to be there with my, you know, 184s being like. <laughs> and, um, and, but then we'll be able to go in there and, and, and do some real stuff. The powers that we get are maddeningly cool. This is you true. Know? I get some pretty cool ones as a shaman. Like for real. Freaking hero every fifteen second or fi- for fifteen seconds every thirty seconds as long as I drop a totem. I drop totems yeah. on the reg anyway, so here we go. Exactly. No, I thought that was a great value. Like, I feel like I actually enjoy the powers that because some of the powers that just do bombastic things are cool. Don't get me wrong, but I've slowly started to get to the point where. Um, I, I like powers that, that improve my action economy. This mm-hmm. is Dungeons and Dragons term. But specifically, like in, in World of Warcraft, you are ruled and governed by the global cooldown. Yep. Right? So it's one and a half seconds affected by haste, obviously. But still, it is you are ruled by the action economy. So I absolutely love abilities that stack other things on top of themselves. So for example, as a paladin, uh, I pretty regularly have gotten an ability that makes it so that when I use Avenging Wrath, it divine tolls at the beginning and the end, which means more or less I can engage a mob and divine toll. And I can divine toll, then use Avenging Wrath and it will avenge it will divine toll again give me 6 seconds of the effect right and then it will divine toll again which means especially if in the meantime i like flame wake and like use all my other aoe stuff like i can yeah. really kill a crowd which is just nuts well that'll be a lot more uh, smooth for our runs when we go with two healers yeah exactly so it is, uh, it, but I also, you know, some of the other abilities, you know, there, there's one that I picked up that like doubles the effect of Avengers, uh, Avenging Wrath, you know, so like when Wings is up, you're just absolutely bonkers. I just love some of the, the stuff they're putting in here. Uh, my, but one of my favorite abilities is Secret Spices, the one that gives you... I know, you ask me about that all the time. <laughs> well, it's because if you get it, it, most of the time, it doesn't matter who kills the Maw Rats. Fair. But, like, if one of us gets it, then every Maw Rat I kill actually makes it less valuable. And so, like, you wasted a power slot. Wasted. Yeah. And if I kill all the Maw Rats, then you don't get the full effect of your power. Fair. And so I was really just trying to be fair because I don't want – you know, you pick something. I don't want to ruin it. But yeah. – and part of that's because I went on Dorn and I ended up I I got it like the opening power was like the one that was there right when I opened the door. Oh, nice! And by the end, I had picked up like forty Marats that I'd killed, 
And that's nuts because, you know, every time you kill one, you increase your health by 3%. So by the end, I had like, you know, 60,000 health. Nice. Which isn't a lot. I mean, compared before the level switch, I had like, you know, half a million. But right. it's a lot now. True. And so I just don't want to screw it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. My favorite um, that I get with the mom, if I frost shock them, they get uh, encased in a little ice block and they die immediately. So yeah. I'll just like snipe them from like 60 yards away. <laughs> just watch them become these little tiny ice cubes on the ground. It's great. That's awesome. That is awesome. I, I like I that too. I haven't gotten that one with you yet. I got it. Yeah, we did. We got it when we oh, were there. Oh, we did it with uh, the three hunters and me. Uh, yeah, I was there. So, yeah, listen, it was Torghast. I love it. I'm so happy that it is a thing. I, I The other thing that I really dig about it, and this was a subtle change that I think was made relatively late in development, was the idea that you didn't have to clear floors again. Yeah. So, like, since we cleared the third floor on one of the levels we get to kind of start there and while admittedly that is kind of dangerous because some of these third floors are absolutely bananas it made it so we didn't have to slowly climb our way up you know yeah and so i really really dig that and you know so we're going to find out next week now obviously when next week i think they unlock four and five okay so uh so we can go beyond level three which means two things, the first of which that we will be getting more soul ash, right? Yes. That's the first step. But the second piece, you know, we're man, it's gonna get harder. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little scared. Because right? the, the third floor gets tough. But then again, we'll both have more gear. I mean it, so sure. I, I keep having to remind myself that like the dungeons get harder, but you know, the content is going to get more difficult, but also we're going to be getting more gear. You right. know, we're going to have legendaries soon, which will undoubtedly help. I know you haven't picked yours yet. There's a lot of options. I have picked mine. Yeah. I just, I actually need the next week. Oh, okay. Because my, the memory that I need for mine is on level three of the, uh, one of the wings that opens tomorrow. I'm going to convince uh, one of our guildmates to help me grind for it. <laughs> oh, no, no. Just to, uh, because I, I mean, because I need it. Yeah. I haven't picked my, um, my legendary yet because I still need 35 freaking soul ash. Um, and then I can, um, go hand in the legendary crafter quest and then I'll, sh and then I should be able to actually craft something. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is the week where people are going to start getting it. Fortunately, our guild has bunch of folks in it that can make all sorts of stuff yeah for those of us who can gather the materials needless to say last week i did bring over my miner and herber so i could kind of get to work because obviously i need much stuff yeah to make, to make my things it's going to be a uh it's going to be quite an interesting process <laughs> yeah i've been i leveled my um herbalism as i was going like as i was leveling because like picking herbs and herbing like while leveling that also gave you xp as you were leveling which was pretty nice True and facts. it was like 2k a freaking herb <laughs> absolutely absolutely so, leveling will be easier i imagine my druid is going to be my next character to get to 60 just by nature of the fact that 
you know, once I move all my alts over, which is like my next project, once I start, you know, rolling around as, as him, I think that it is very likely that he'll be my next 60 just because, you know, it, it doesn't take that many herbs and mining nodes to do some pretty significant damage, um, level, you know, EXP wise. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, that will be interesting. We will find out how fast he can go. Yeah. All right, so that's so Torgas. We haven't done any PvP yet. I know I have to do a little bit because it turns out one of my conduits, one of my conduits, uh, the epic version of it is gated to PvP, and okay. it's a really good one. And so, and it's only 200 conquest. I'm not really sure how much 200 conquest is. I'm going to ask somebody the PvPs, like. How screwed am I? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. So why don't we take a little bit of a break? And okay. then when we come back, everyone, fair warning, we're going to share our impressions, theories, and thoughts, etc., about the story. Because we've, yes. we've done some things. Mm-hmm. So it's just about time. So we'll be back in just a moment, everybody. Everybody, thank you very much for that break there. We are back. I'm still Steven. I'm still Dana. It is still, well, I'm not, I'm still with Dana. I'm not. <laughs> you are Dana now. <laughs> I am. That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate but, for you. Yeah, I think you'd be all right. So the, so we are here now. Fair warning. All spoilers abound. We ain't taking any, we can do whatever the heck we want. We can say whatever the heck we want. Uh, so if you have not finished the storyline so far of including Covenant stuff or the Shadowlands expansion, I'll see you in a bit. Save this, <laughs> come back, you know, come back and listen to this sometime during our break because it is all, all gloves are off. So final warning, nah, spoilers. Okay. Dana, what'd you think of World of Warcraft Shadowlands? Oh man. Okay. So I'm really, really loving the storyline, this expansion. It's freaking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I really love the lore of it. I love the story. I love the arc that they're going in. I have some thoughts about what's happening. Um, but like they brought, they brought some people back. They've like, like, this is, this is great. I'm excited. All right. Yeah. I am a hundred percent with you. I, am all in on the story. I So what's really interesting is, be, I know a lot of people complained, but again, we've talked about this. If Wizards of the Coast sent everybody an envelope with a $20 bill in it, people would complain about how it was folded. <laughs> so, you know, that's just how video games work. And that's the same with everything. Yep. Uh, people would just complain. So I, I, but nonetheless, I know some people were concerned about the fact that it's, on rails, meaning you can't choose what order you go in, which apparently was like a big deal. You could do that in Legion 
and then in BFA. Could you yep. do that in Warlords also? Yes, you could. Okay, um, so... I mean, like, they got a little bit of this in um, Wrath of the Lich King. Like, we were able to start in one of two zones. Like, it was on rails-ish. But, like, you still had the ability to either go to the Grizzly Hills, Hills or whatever, or, or um, Tundra. Yeah, Borean Tundra. In this case... The fact that it was purely on rails, I thought allowed it to be a more cohesive narrative. Yes. Like with a real, with like a real thread. Yes. Because it didn't expect me, because it didn't force me to learn everything there was to know about a given faction while in the faction. And it really let them have like a really interesting and satisfying arc that led to the other one. So... For example, you know, like I got to finish the deal with Maldraxxus and get to the seat of the Primus, which was just such a cool event. Yeah. And I got to experience like the complete tonal shift of going over the mountain to Ardenweald, which I've talked about on Twitter and a few other places. Legitimately, one of the most impressive uh, moments in my entire video game career, and I'm not joking. Like, coming over the hill to see Ardenweald and see that giant tree with the purple sky, it was amazing. Just yeah. it, the whole thing. So, and, and, and I was able to appreciate it because I came out of Maldraxxus. And I don't yeah. think I would have appreciated it the same if I had come out of Bastion or Ouroboros, which is, you know, kind of bleh. You yeah, know what I mean? Fair. So yeah. I absolutely love that the... I also have some theories. We'll talk. We're going to have a theory section towards the end. We'll talk about okay. where we think things are going. Man, I adore this this expansion. I think the story is the strongest that it has been. Like I can actually follow it. Like I know what is happening. I get the MMOiness of it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? What's really interesting is normally you struggle in an MMO because you're doing the same things over and over again, right? Right. But because we're dead. Because, like, spoiler alert, everybody, we're, like, in the Maw, which is, you know, we're, we're in the, the Shadowlands, it's the afterlife. Yep. <laughs> um, so we're, like, in purgatory, kind of, like, doing dead people things. Like, I, I don't feel as weird about doing the same thing over and over again and fighting the same bosses over and over again. And, I, and maybe that's just me, like, looking for an excuse. But, like, I don't feel as weirded out by it because uh, I'm dead. So... The idea would be, of course, we would do kind of the same things over and over again, and we would run in circles around freaking Ouroboros Purgatory and stuff like that. So I dig that, and so yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm 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 loving all the little lore bits that I just that are helping me helping inform stuff that I never really understood before. You know, like I never yeah, knew who any of these bosses brought, were. Yeah, it's brought a little bit more like backstory to some. Uh, like major adjacent characters in the lore in the past, which was mm -hmm. kind of nice because it kind of it uh, it filled in some spaces of like six degrees of separation with these characters, and then it also filled in a little bit of each of their backstories, which was nice. Agreed, agreed, a hundred percent. So the so story, you know, we go through the Maw, which I have done the Maw quest line probably more than most oh, people no. at this point by nature of the fact that I'm bringing all my characters through it. Yeah. Like this opening event, I wish you could skip it, but on the other hand, like I'm kind of glad that you can't because it really does remind you uh, that the Maw is like a place that you're trapped, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so it kind of is appropriate thematically, which I kind of which I kind of dig. But the so you start through there, and we definitely are told shown not just told shown right away and it's interesting like you get told that you're special a lot in these in an mmo here we are absolutely demonstrated very clearly that we are weird because we can leave the maw and nobody else can yep and that's awesome i think that that's just a really cool way of kind of distinguishing us from you know all the other people you know what are your thoughts on that being the yeah. mall walker uh yeah so i i really like that term the mall walker and everything and uh npcs around the areas actually still call you that like now even though we've done the whole story arc the whole campaign or up to whatever chapter we're on now um and it's just like you really get reminded that like you're doing something that nobody else can but we also are one of the first people to really come in here still alive. So I'm wondering if that's kind of the reason, like we have this like glitch in the matrix a little bit where we're not dead. So we're not souls. So we have the ability to leave. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that you, you're right. That could very well be like the whole deal, but it is, it's, it's interesting to kind of see it all work out. I love, I, I like, Finally, we're special and not just because we're really powerful, you know? Yeah. Like, because, yeah, okay, so, like, I'm a badass, but, you know, like, why? Other than I have really cool gear, but, like, this other guy next to me also has cool gear. Oh, I'm the mall walker, so I can walk in and out. Now, it it is a little bit dissonant, like, walking around, and there's just so many people in the mall. And I'm like, oh, so we're a bunch of mall walkers. Yep. <laughs> but I'm sure that I, I think that's probably even going to be addressed in the storyline. But it is. I don't know if you notice this when you're in the uh, when you are in the mall. One of the things that happens, you're actually escorted a lot by Jaina and Thrall. You do like a whole quest line with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And when other people are walking around, they also have Jaina and Thrall. Which would be a problem, theoretically, except for the fact that everybody else's are just an orc, and it just literally says Frostwolf Warrior, and then the mage is a Kirin Tor mage. Yeah. But you have Thrall and Jaina, like these two legendary heroes. I think that's just a, just a cool way to do this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, have they done that before? No. No? That was super neat. It's super neat. I absolutely dig it. So of the zones, storyline-wise, so we've talked about the aesthetic and stuff like that, and we know mm-hmm. that you're a hippie. Um, well, so are sto- you. As I am. Well, I have a Kyrian also. Fair. Um, and they're conflicting. Um, <laughs> so uh, of the storylines that you mm-hmm. played through, which one did you like the most? Hmm. Give me as a, like, far as, like, two. Give me, like, wise? a top two. Yeah, story-wise, like, which one did you enjoy the most? Maybe was there one that surprised you or anything like that? Yeah, um, so Revendreth was definitely one that surprised me in my liking storyline. Not a lot of people like Revendreth, but I actually kind of found it really cool. Um, Like, learning the, the, you know, the traitor in in the, you know, the fox in the henhouse kind of deal. Um, 
with the the prince being or yeah the prince prince i had a feeling like he was giving me big jerk face vibes like right from the beginning uh, uh darth whatever the heck his name is the big dude Red, really uh, prince vanathrius oh the prince was the one giving you the bad vibes no what's his name what's his name the one that like holds the prince up and like shows him the mall right yeah That's exactly about. that guy yeah what's his name um, no sire denathrius that guy yes sire denathrius. he's the one that sucks yeah yeah he gave me jerk like big jerk vibes uh really early on in the storyline and i was like this is gonna come into play but i just i kind of figured he was just like the secret like sylvanas guy but like a minor character and not like the guy filtering all of the anima from Revendreth into the mall. Not just from Revendreth, from everywhere. Yeah. He was causing the whole drought. Uh, which is, I mean, I guess that's why we're going into that castle in Athria. Yeah. Ma- we cannot be having that. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be the end boss? Of, of castle in Athria? Yeah. Yeah. But only because I know, because they told us. Oh, fair. Um, we just didn't know like how it was mm-hmm. all gonna work out, but now like I definitely want to punch him in his chiseled jaw. Like <laughs> I am very strongly off. looking forward to beating the hell out of him and his people. So that is, so I am with you. I, I thought that was cool. I it wasn't a surprise because I knew he was like the final boss, but I really liked the way like I I, I initially I hated the whole you know the, like gathering his friends and you know building the army like i thought i didn't really understand like what we were doing until the final mission where i was like oh oh we've been gathering dudes so we could be like the avengers yep and so it was like the vampire avengers Mm -hmm. it was Um, and then we got to the very end and the revelation of him just like blasting all that you know, it felt like a very Game of Thronesian moment, right? Yeah. Where like all of a sudden, all the anima is getting leaked into the maw. Oh man, and it created such a cool skybox. It did. Oh man, it and it's still there. It is. It's, it's I was cool. gonna say I saw it the other day. I was running around in Revendreth, and I was running around in Bastion, and I was able yeah. to see it, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's nuts. So my realistically, my favorite zone believe it or not, is actually Maldraxxus from a story perspective. Because it really felt like we were doing something cool, right? Like trying to find this, you know, trying to open the seat of the Primus. You had that cool sword. And you're doing all these epic battles that were like really hard. I absolutely dug that. It felt, you know what it felt like? This is going to sound crazy. But Maldraxxus felt like, you know, it felt like a D&D adventure. Like more like some of the other ones. That, you know, that. But that one felt like a very formulaic, and I mean this in a good way, like a formulaic D&D adventure. And uh, I absolutely love that. Like it really kind of, I felt at home mm-hmm. in that kind of environment was like, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to unlock this thing. And then I'm going to go here and I'm going to unlock this. And I have challenges to do along the way. I thought that was really neat and mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yes, Maldraxxus is hella gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know who wants that garbage but the but 
it was a lot of fun to go through that quest line. And some of it was very hard. Like I felt more challenged doing some of those Maldraxxus quest lines than I did about just about anything else, which is saying something. So that was, uh, so that was fun. I really dug that. I was, I was walking in preparing to be all in on, uh, the Kyrian, but you know what? Uh, I, I thought their, their story was like, I don't know. A little lackluster. Yeah. I mean, and I'm still going through it because I have a Kyrian. Yeah. And so I'm playing through even the Covenant quest line and it's interesting, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, like I, I'm having trouble feeling compelled to like feel bad for like these teams definitely have a, uh, have, they have compelling arguments for why each other is wrong. Yeah. And, when factions of dead people have compelling arguments about which one is right and which one is wrong, my presumption is warfare would ensue. So like I am having a hard time feeling bad for them. Whereas like the Maldraxxus guys, like they had, they had order established and there was betrayal and that's crazy bad. And I feel bad for the night Fae and Ardenweld because, you know, they got invaded by the Drust. by the way, how crazy is that? That we saw the Drust? Yeah. That was that was a twist. That was I was not expecting that crap. Wow, <laughs> that was that one hit me something fierce where I was like, you know, I thought something, was, and I guess this is just because I'm new and didn't wasn't dealing with the dress for that long. But like when I started seeing the aesthetic pop up, it didn't really hit me until I saw the first dog thing, and I went, oh, yeah, oh, you're like, wait a minute. Exactly what I said. I was like, no way. Oh, and they got me. <laughs> they absolutely did. They got mm-hmm. me. And some of the Drust gear, from an aesthetic perspective, comes out of the uh, the Mists of Tirna Seath or whatever dungeon. So if you're looking for that kind of aesthetic, if you want to look like a Drust, you got to make sure you go on in there. They got mm-hmm. a plate hat that looks like one of their crowns. It's pretty yeah. rad. That is pretty cool. It's inter- it's cool that it's like the first du- the first expansion that I've ever actually been able to follow the storyline for, mm-hmm. and we know what's happening, but that means we got to have thoughts on what's happening next. Yeah. So what are you, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen after you inevitably destroy Castle Nathri- Nathria in a few days? So I feel like. Um, it it's going to be like, you know, the age old tale of all of our like kindergarten teachings where it's like, everybody's going to just have to learn to work together. Um, but I feel like with Castle Nathria, like that's a threat because it's a person in the jailer's pocket, siphoning, siphoning all the anima out to him or whatever. We can cut that off. You know, jailers obviously weakened. And then mm-hmm. it's, you know, maybe they go to somewhere in Maldraxxus next because Maldraxxus is waging war on the other covenants mm-hmm. type deal. And then we stop or make them see reason or whatever. And then everybody comes together and like with our powers combined, some Optimus Prime stuff and like go into fighting the jailer and Sylvanas and figuring out their, you know, their, their deal. I just want to make it clear. You know that with my with our powers combined, that's Captain Planet, not Optimus Prime. No, I know. I, I know it's Captain to, Planet. 
I just wanted to specify because <laughs> Optimus Prime definitely doesn't say by our powers combined. I know. I know. You, it's both of knew, my both pieces of my childhood just like hybrided into one statement, I, okay? <laughs> you knew you knew you messed up the second I, you said it. Like the minute it came out of your mouth, you were like, oh crap, here it comes. Know. You know what? Is it's he gonna let me get down. away with it? Is he gonna let me get away with it? Um <laughs> I should clip this out as a uh as a, a, a teaser. So um, they get, get all the nerds angry and get them to show up. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you because the internet is Optimus the internet is a bad place. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wouldn't do that. This, the internet is a scary place for not dudes. So I totally get it. Um, I think I'm kind of. I, I think eventually. I mean, I, I, we don't know how many content packs they're going to do. I guess they're going to do three, right? That's is that like the standard. They tend to sometimes four. They'll do like a one five or a two five with like a little mini raid, like a yeah, two they do like a mini raid. Yeah. Yeah. So I think eventually we're going to be collecting power from all four covenants to defeat the jailer. I mean, I think that we know jailer is the end boss of the of the, the expansion. Eventually, we found out Nazoth was the end boss for Battle for Azeroth. Right. I don't know when you guys found that out, but. Pretty late, actually. Like, right okay. around the time that Raid actually came out. Okay, so in this case, we know the Jailer is the big bad. Admittedly, he kind of sets himself up as such. And so I would, my guess would be that the final Raid will be somewhere in the Maw. Yeah, And so I feel like we're going to be, you know, they're going to give us some epic questline or whatever to get some, you know, herbs and spices to fight our way into his castle and we're gonna you know with the power of the archon and you know the primus and all that stuff we're gonna go you know the, the winter queen or whatever yep. we're gonna go do some crazy stuff and i am all for it i think that's yeah. a really cool way to do it you know unite them but in the meantime you know we're gonna kick the crap out of that guy i don't think he's gonna die i think he's gonna get away oh probably um It'll probably end up being like a deformed version of himself as like the last raid of the expansion. He'll probably be in there again. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also think one of the raids, or at least one of the dungeons, is going to be about saving Anduin Rin because he's caught. Yes. Um, do you think we're going to have to fight him? Anduin? I mean, it's a possibility in the same way that we fought Jaina in Desert Lord. With, with like, but in Desire he, Lore, weren't you weren't y'all like just telling a story? Well, yes, we were telling a story, and we were um, switched to Horde characters to fight against her. So it wasn't like you know Alliance members fighting. Yeah, it was our, like gods. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It wasn't a little bit different fighting one of the X Men, as it were. Right. Um, I guess they're the Avengers, but I think they're gonna corrupt. With... Yeah. Well, I mean, so she talked to him. Sylvanas talked to Anduin uh, in one of the cutscenes, and was talking about how she was fighting for justice to be able to like choose her own path, and she said that he was going to be a weapon that they would use to do that. So I'm curious if they're going to either turn him or compel him to do some stuff. So we might have to like break a curse off of him in yeah. some raid. I don't think he's going to willingly no um you know fight us. I think that we're either going to have like a raid fight where he's like under control but can talk mm-hmm. where he's going to be like, "Oh my goodness, guys, stop me. No, please, I'm sorry." That kind of thing <laughs> yeah. or 
we're going to fight like black, you know, dark armor version of him. Yeah. And, you know, have to deal with whatever the opposite. I mean, because, I mean, he the opposite of light is void. We just don't know what the jailer uses. Um, yeah. So we're going to, I mean, we're going to find out because eventually we're going to have weapons from him. So we're going to get flavor text. So it will be super interesting to see uh, how all that plays out. But I would, I predict that we're going to fight Anduin in one way or the other, at least at some point. So if there's three content packs, Mm -hmm. so this raid is included in this one, right? Yes. So they do three more content or, you know, they do three more content packs. Yep. And so each one comes with a raid. Is that how it worked last time? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, um, you know, one of them, he's going to be, I think, he, I mean, they added extra dungeons too, right? Like that's, they added Mechagon. Yes, 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 yes. And... So usually um, around like, so like nine two uh, would be around the time that like a big story arc jump happens and two more dungeons ish come out. Okay. I mean, Lord knows. I mean, I'm just looking at the map in Shadowlands right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of room on that map to oh, yeah. put another, you know, d- another, like, whole place. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, we haven't like... even touched, like, half the freaking mall yet. Uh, true facts. True facts. I-, I mean, clearly, I think there's going to... I-, I think it really depends on how things go, but I wouldn't be surprised if we build a settle... If we eventually, like, build, like, a fort or have a quest line to build a fort in the mm-hmm. Maw. Other fun things, what do you think about that NPC in the Maw, Venari? Yeah, that one's an interesting one. I'm not, like, super-duper far in, like, befriending him yet. Like, he's obviously her. very... Oh, it's a her. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, you know, fun fact, it's the same voice actress. I mean, it could be a they. Fair. But the voice actress is... So I don't really know. I actually haven't seen pronouns used for her. Mm-hmm that character yeah but um the voice actress is the same one that does anna from overwatch oh okay fun fact cool i mean whatever so they're very helpful like super duper helpful they've got some really powerful stuff uh that's like super useful account wide um in the maw and torghast and is that confirmed that the that if i get upgrades on one of our guildmates said that the torghast no, I'm sorry. The Maw ones are account wide, but the Torghast ones are uh, character specific. Pretty sure. Okay. So well, that's, that's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, he's cool. like he's. They're making them out to be Blizzard is making Venari out to be this villainous feeling character, but I don't think that they are like that's just my gut feeling is like i don't think that they are i don't think that there's going to be some kind of like hidden traitor mechanic with them okay yeah i think it would be too easy for them to be like black hat clearly i, I mean i think they're gray hat obviously you know what yeah I mean? that that makes sense but because whenever we did the there was the quest line where the person that was part of like i forget what are they called the watchers or whatever like the guys that are hanging out Mm-hmm. in Oribos, whenever he was like hey let's talk about it you know anybody and we're like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. um like it feels like that was them trying to like hint that there's some shady stuff going on but honestly i think the shady stuff is them yeah um 
but I think their shady stuff is that they're just so focused on restoring the natural order of things that they're not necessarily like concerned with other stuff, you know, like they just yeah. want everything to be back to normal. And yeah. if that meant we had to die or other shenanigans, then so be it. Like, yeah. we're down. <laughs> like, if I had to die in order for the maw to start functioning correctly and for the, like, they would gank me so hard. <laughs> little, you know I mean? little too chaotic, good, chaotic, neutral. Yo, absolutely. They would be like, nope, we're out. You know, they are true. They are dedicated to their cause. I would bet they are even lawful evil. Like, these guys don't strike me as good. They strike me as guys that just have a job. Yeah. And so be it, right? Like, I, I ain't even mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> they have a job to do. They're Like, we had this discussion. Uh, I had this discussion with my friend who's in the guild now, too. Um, and he was, you know, talking about how he was disappointed in Bastion because they're like a cult to him. I mean, you they, know, like, they are. Losing your, sacrificing yourself to, and I was like, but like, we can't, I personally don't think we can apply traditional rules of morality to people who are dead. Yeah. Because, th like, different rules apply to them. Like, they exist in for eternity and have, like, a job, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and so I thought that was, I don't know, I'm, I, maybe I'm being silly. But it is a, uh, it's interesting to see it, uh, to, to kind of see that all play out, <laughs> you know? Um, and... I that, that's why I don't have. He asked me. He's like, "Why would you be Kyrian? Like, considering they're like in a cult." I'm like, "Well, first of all, I would, you know, murder baby ducks for divine toll. That's <laughs> great. But also, like, like I said, like we're they're dead. So like they got a job to do, and yep. it's you know. So this is gonna be fun watching all this unfold. You know, I'm really interested to see because Castle Nathria is like the first new piece of story. Um, but then again, at the same time, like these story quests that we're doing for, uh, with our, you know, with our covenants are really kind of neat, you know, seeing where things are going. And I mean, that's something that we hadn't really had before. Right? I don't, I don't think, I mean, cause it's kind of like time gated content and there's apparently story for, you know, I think like six chapters or something. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. It's really cool. So I think we did it. What what other what other things do you want to say? You you got one can, more thing to say about the expansion. Can can we just talk about you, Sarah, for a second? Yeah, I, you know what? Completely forgot about you, Sarah. Um, <laughs> here's my thing. I completely forgot because I didn't know who it was. Oh um, well, yeah, because you kind I of missed, missed that expansion. Yeah, well, so I was in Guild and I was like, so this is how I got it. I was in Guild and I was like, all right, guys, no spoilers, but. Would I have been better off if I had watched it, the uh, the story missions from an expansion, considering this Ardenwield stuff? And then a bunch of people immediately, no joke, were like, go watch Legion stuff. And I did. And then I was like, okay. It didn't affect me in then. So how about you? What, what, so what, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Like, how soon did you figure out that it was your girl? So... Um... So they had the whole thing like backing up because we had to do like a whole like dream sequence with her and everything and like watch her life. And that was like when it like truly uh, solidified the, the theories that it was Yasera in the pod. Um, mm -hmm. When we had to go back to the whole Emerald dream thing where she was changed over into like evil Yasera. <laughs> um, yep. And 
so we got to witness that we got to like make amends on that one where she like killed the bad people um and then she got to go back to a loon and everything um pieces of the Ardenweald storyline like hinted to the fact that there was like somebody that we knew that we were taking care of and they like they didn't quite hint at the fact that it was her but I just I was like racking my brain as I was going through the quests of like who this could potentially be Mm -hmm. and I was like I don't think they've got titans in there so it's not going to be any of those and I was just like could could be you Sarah could be any one of the the dragons that have fallen and then just for the fact that like she was the one I was like yes <laughs> yeah I didn't it didn't have emotional weight for me until later but now I get it it's pretty cool yeah. did you do the you did the play right yeah and the fact that she had to witness the whole like fall of uh, like or not the fall of Azeroth but like you know the the fall of uh uh to, to Adrasil or whatever yeah. um and everything and like she cried like they had an emote of her crying and I was like no why are you pulling at my heartstrings like this yeah um totally forgot that it it, it was one of those things that I wasn't in the game when Teldrassil got burned down I'm still angry about it yeah um, it was it was an interesting time yeah um so uh I, I argue with some of my uh real life friends about the uh, about some of the, the sh shenanigans and chicanery from the uh, like from of Sylvanas doing that and people who try to defend it and I'm just like come on guys come on especially now that we know that the intention was to dump all those souls into the maw which was crazy now it's just like whoa not only like genocide but also creating an army to do more genocides what crazy right so, yeah, we're going to see more. I have a feeling Ysera is going to play a really big part in, in the roundup. Like, I think from Ardenweald, I think she's going to be, you know, one of the, like, the big lieutenants that helps make, make a big difference for us. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to sacrifice herself. That seems a little bit much. But it will be, uh, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. I can't wait to see, like, where they really bring the storyline. Yeah, this is going to be nuts. So, everybody listening, here's the deal. I want to hear your thoughts too. So please, uh, you know, send a tweet at us, EFG, LFG, PST with underscores on Twitter or, uh, you know, EFG, LFG, PST at engagefamilygaming.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on where the story is going and what happened. Maybe we'll talk about them when we get back from our break. So, uh, Dana, thank you very much. Yeah. We've, uh, we have made it through 18 episodes and then we will hit, 20 in short order upon Ooh. our return to the uh in after the new year yeah crazy i know it's, it's crazy so everybody uh i do hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful holiday uh we will be back in 2021 and which is which is crazy to say uh but until next time have yourself a great week and uh don't forget to get your family game on we'll see you soon bye Bye.